Welcome back. This is episode two of Metanoia Podcast. Well, thanks for tuning in. You have made it. Thanks for coming back. Um, today we are going to pick right back up where we left off, talking about heavens. And today I'm excited to go into what it could look like, what does it look like according to the Word. And so, yeah, we're going to get right into it. Um, I want to open up with a few scriptures just um, to help, um, you know, I'll probably open up with a f- maybe this. I'm going to open up with this one. This is John 10. I'm going to open up with this. And then what I want to do is something a little different. Uh in the future, I will incorporate more of this, um, you know, type of thing. I, what I want to do is take a few moments. I'm gonna, I'm gonna shoot for five minutes. I know that's a stretch. For me, at least, that's a stretch. Doing this in front of a microphone, um, but I want to take five minutes, and I want to just. Just engage with with Yahweh, just to turn in for five minutes and just let him overshadow you and just prepare your mind, prepare your heart, uh, just to prepare you and just who's going to turn down a chance to spend some time with the Father. So if you would join with me. We're going to go right in, and I'm going to cue this music. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture.
turn into you, Lord. We turn and remember. back so I opened up with John 10 I am the door if anyone enters by me he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture so I, I kind of started that way because 
I just, I really believe it's important to stay in the mindset of being one with Christ and staying in the mindset of, you know, the kingdom of heaven is at hand and the kingdom is within. So, without further ado, episode two, what does it look like? So I, I preface that because, with that, because Jesus is the door. So I have a ton of scripture to get through today. We're going to roll as best we can. Bear with me yet again. I didn't realize that I enjoyed scripture as much as I did. I mean, I guess that sounds funny. There's just a lot. So I have to get through quite a bit. And this episode's going to be, you know, uh, I'll probably put in some more opinion. Bear that in mind. I'm no scholar. I'm no Jedi in the Hebrew arts, in the mystic Hebrew arts or whatever. I'm not a scholar. Keep that in mind. I'm just some guy on the internet. So... Let's dive right in, picking up where we left off. Uh, If you remember, last episode, we went through all the definitions for heaven, heavens, and heavenly. So today, we're going into, now that we've basically covered, it's all above, it's all the stars, it's galaxies, it's realms, it's infinite. Now that that has been clarified uh, with a broad stroke, as broad of a brush as you could use to paint space, now that that's been clarified to the best of our ability, we're going to go into what the scripture actually says about heaven and about the New Jerusalem and about uh, new heaven, new earth, that kind of stuff. Now, look, this is not going to be a es, uh, eschatological eschatology. This is not going to be a pre-post-mid-pan uh, type of podcast. So, if that's what you were hoping for, sorry to let you down. Um, but, it is pretty awesome. Um, Love love some of the descriptions we get. It is amazing. So let's get right in. We're going to start with Ephesians 1.17. And this is more of a prayer that I wanted to read out in a prayerful way. A scripture that I wanted to read out in a prayerful way. Um, so this is Ephesians 1.17 to 23. That the Lord God of our that the Lord God, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of His calling, what are the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power? Some translations say the incomparably great power. 
at work in us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the, his right hand in the heavenly places, for above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. Uh-oh, that's a New Age verse. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church, ecclesia, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Seated with him at his right hand in heavenly places. We are one with Christ. We are co-glorified after being co Killed, co-buried, co-resurrected, co-ascended with him. Mystically, Paul writes about this. Uh, David, in Psalms, writes about, At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. So at the right hand of Jesus, I'm sorry, at the right hand of the Father, with Jesus, in heavenly places, our pleasures forevermore, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. That's amazing, guys. So I just pray that over you in a, in a way. I read that over you, over me too. I'll, I'm not going to leave myself out. That we might be opened up to the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, that our eyes of understanding would be enlightened, that our eyes would be single, so we would be full of light. Now Hebrews 11, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, for by it the elders obtained a good testimony by faith we understand that the words were framed by the word of God so that he, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible i put this here to preface this whole episode you you need faith to even begin to believe some of the stuff we're going to read about and faith is what is hoped for. It is not evident in things we see with our physical eyes. It is our spiritual eye that opens up. So that's why I prayed Ephesians, read Ephesians 1.17 right before that, so that we might be in tune and ready to uh, receive. So, we're jumping right in. Revelation 4. After these things I looked, and behold, a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking with me, saying, Come up here, and I will show you things which must take place after this. Immediately I was in the Spirit. Wait a minute now, John. Aren't you already in the Spirit? 
What the heck, bro? Is that a double? What do you call that? That's like Inception, dude. That's pretty wild. So he's already in the spirit, and then he's in a spirit immediately. So that I don't know, did he go deeper? Another realm? And behold, a throne set in heaven. Shemayim, remember? And one sat on the throne. Come on. And he who sat on... He who sat there was like a jasper and sardius stone in appearance. And there was a rainbow around the throne. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. There's a rainbow of light around the throne. Guys, the rainbow predates all of this political stuff. And this agenda, the rainbow is was a promise from God that after the flood that he wouldn't do it again. He made a covenant with the earth and with humankind. Read your Bible. He made a covenant with the earth too. I find that interesting. There was a rainbow around the throne in appearance like an emerald. So this is already, I'm lost. I can't keep up. Around the throne were 24 thrones. Okay. I'm not going to keep up with this math. And on the thrones, I saw 24 elders sitting. Okay. That's easy. Clothed in white robes, righteousness. And they had crowns of gold on their heads. I mean, this is pretty awesome. Crowns of gold on their heads. And from the throne... Preceded lightnings. Sorry, guys, my nose is running. We had a cold front, and this is, uh, I couldn't be happier. And from the throne preceding, preceded lightnings. <laughs> I'm tempted to say something, but I don't know if I should. Uh, open him. Thunderings and heads. I'm sorry, whoa. Heads did not proceed from the throne. That is too funny. Don't uh, clip that. And from the throne proceeded lightnings, thunderings, and voices. Seven lamps of fire were burning before the throne. Wow. Which are the seven spirits of God. So the rainbow colors are the seven spirits, right? One color for each spirit. Before the throne, there was a sea of glass, like crystal. Pause for a minute. Your iPhone has crystals in it. Your watch, your quartz watch. Uh, So, you know... I don't think it's really new age if this kind of stuff is just how God made everything. I don't think we should let, uh, you know, wicked new age people keep all this stuff. I think we should figure out the kingdom intention behind all this and the, you know, anyways. I don't know too much about crystals, so that's why I'm not really saying too much. But I do know that it's interesting, and I, we've already mentioned uh, 
one, two, three, four, and if you include the rainbow light, we'll just stick with four. We've already mentioned four stones that are crystals, um, and em- you know, emerald, sardius, jasper, crystal. So, I don't know. We'll say technically three. And in the midst of the throne and around the throne were four living creatures full of eyes in the front and back. The first living creature was like a lion. The second living creature like a calf. The third living creature had a face like a man. And the fourth living creature was like a flying eagle. The four living creatures, each having six wings and a ton of eyeballs, were full of eyes around and within. Wait, that's more eyes. So it's not just their head. The eyes are everywhere. And within. Might be ugly. There might be ugly things in heaven, guys. Only only God could love, as uh, Justin would say. And they do not rest day or night. So these four living creatures are restless, well, don't need rest. And they say, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders who were mentioned previously fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever, and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. Now I saw in heaven, this is Revelation 19, jumping ahead. Now I saw, sorry guys, now I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse And he who sat on him was called faithful and true. And in righteousness, he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. This is a really cool verse. He had a name written that no one knew except himself. Wow. He was clothed with a robe, clothed with a robe dripped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. Jesus, that's Jesus. Yeshua. So now I'm going to read it from that same verse. So that's Revelation 19, uh, 11 to 13. We're going to read that real quick. Verse 12. Uh, in the Orthodox Jewish and the Young's Living translation. Because I just found it so interesting. So that is, excuse me, New King James was, his eyes were flames of fire, on his head were many crowns, he had a name written that no one knew except himself. So now, Orthodox Jewish First of all, Revelations to them is called his Gallus, his Gallus. That sounds cool. That's the what they would say Revelations is his Gallus. That's cool. And the and I am of him, 
Woo. That's capital, by the way. So and I am our eyes, but it's it's like a proper and and the and I am of him are as a flame of Aish or fire. And on the head of him are many Atzerat, a teret. And he has a name inscribed of which no one is Das or known except himself. So a teret is interesting because it, it does mean crown. But if you look it up, there's like four or five cities, maybe more, all around that are named a teret. So to me, it was it stuck out and I thought it was cool because he's got many crowns on his head and, you know, I don't really picture Jesus with a stack of crowns on his head. That would look kind of silly. Um, but when it, when it, when I found out there were cities named after that meant crown, I thought it was interesting because Scripture also says the kingdoms of this world will become the kingdom of our God and of His Christ, and that nations will turn and remember, right, that He is God, and a terror being named cities. I just think it's like, a, it, to me, it was a sign, you know, it brought more meaning to the crowns on his head, cities under his government, right? Because on his shoulders, the government will rest into the expansion of his peace and rule and reign. There will be no end. So just that hit me is like, it gave me more meaning to that, uh, not just physical crowns. But actual, you know, more parts of scripture fulfilled that will be fulfilled. And so now let's go Young's living. And his eyes are as a flame of fire. And upon his head are many diadems. That's another word for uh, diadems. Kind of means crowns. It more means like jewels on crowns. So that also gave it some more context for me. So he could have many jewels on his crown, representing the many crowns. So it, we'll figure it out when we see, but uh, just so cool, right? Just in that one verse, three ways of looking at it. And honestly, I believe they're all correct. I believe that uh, truth has layers, higher layers. So I believe those are all correct. And you can't probably prove that wrong. And I probably can't prove it right. So now let's skip ahead Revelation 21. Now I say a new heaven and new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Whoa, let's start over. Now I saw a new heaven and new earth. For the first heaven and first earth had passed away. Also, there was no more sea. Sounds weird. Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem. Galatians 5, 4, I think. If you look that up, it's interesting. New Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God. Out of the Shemayim, out of the celestial realms. So this is a mobile city that can just move around coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Whoa. 
The city's the bride. Uh-oh. That's kind of cool. Very interesting. Wow. Okay. Revelation 21, further down. Then one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls filled with the seven last plagues came to me and talked with me saying, come, I will show you the bride, the lamb's wife. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain and showed me the great city, the holy Jerusalem. Wow. The new one, right? Descending out of heaven from God. So he got to go up and see it. That's awesome. After being in the spirit, I don't know, is this triple? He's like, he's his inception. He's full, he's three layers deep. That's inception. Call DiCaprio. Descending out of heaven from God. Having the glory of God. Her light was like a most precious stone, like a jasper stone, clear as crystal. So I would say that's five references to crystals already. Also, she had a great and high wall with 12 gates. Okay. Gates is interesting. And 12 angels at the gates, right? So they're on post. They're on watch. And the names written on them, which are the, uh, which are the names of the 12 tribes of the children of Israel. Three gates on the east, three gates on the north, three gates on the south, and three gates on the west. Now the wall of the city had 12 foundations. So we have 12 walls, 12 gates, 12 foundations for each gate, uh, I believe. And the 12 foundations, and on them were the names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. And he who talked with me had a gold reed to measure the city. So this angel has a measuring stick. Uh, he's doing like a, I don't know what you call that, like engineering work. But, you know, I forget the job where they go around and check stuff. So he's measuring his city, its gates, and its wall. The city is laid out as a square. Its length is as great as its breadth. And he measured the city with a reed, 12,000 furlongs. I don't know what the heck a furlong is. Why you got to do this, New King James? Four score and 12 furlongs. Its length, breadth, and height are equal. So it's a perfect square. Perfectly symmetrical. So, according to Google, it's like 1,500 miles by 1,500 miles, I think. And then uh, the height of it is like crazy. Like how high the city is, like tall. It's kind of nuts. Uh, then he measured its wall, 140 cubits. Again, four score, and I don't know. According to the measure of a man, that is of an angel. Uh-oh. You, I'm not just going to slip over that one. What? According to the measure of a man, that is of an angel. Holy smokes. Wow. The construction of its wall was jasper, 
six, and the city was pure gold like clear glass. So that's, I looked that up. I was like, wait a minute, how is gold like glass? It's polished. So like perfectly polished gold is like a mirror, like a glass mirror. Like it's perfect. It's like, it's awesome. You can see reflection, like it's cool. I thought it meant the gold was transparent. So like I was trying to look up uh, transparent gold, but it, I found out it's like supremely polished, like amazing, perfect. So the construction of its wall was jasper and the city was pure gold, like clear glass. The foundations of the wall of the city were adorned with all kinds of precious stones. The first foundation was jasper. There it is again. The second, sapphire. The third, shall. Chalcedony, Chalcedony, help me. The fourth, emerald. The fifth, sardonyx. The sixth, sardius. The seventh, chrysolite. That is too close to a Cat Williams bit. That's really funny. Christian, come to light. If you get that and you... Like, please tell me if you know me, because that's hilarious. Chrysolite is so close to a Cat Williams bit. The seventh is chrysolite, the eighth barrel, the ninth topaz, and the tenth chrysoprase, the eleventh jacinth, and the twelfth amethyst. Amethyst. Whatever. The twelve gates were 12 pearls. Now, this is where it gets wild, guys. At least for me. Remember, you got to have faith to even get here uh, in the Spirit, with the mind of Christ. The 12 gates were 12 pearls. Okay? Each individual gate was of one pearl. So, again, it's redundant, right? 12 gates, 12 pearls. Each gate is one pearl. Okay, that's just, wow. I really sense a lot on that right now, so I'm going to lean into that. Whoo. So I, I was trying to look it up. Wow, this is really intense. Whoo. For those that are unsure what's happening, uh, sometimes when you're, I guess, really, really in the spirit, you just get hit. Like, it's like something drops on you. Not in a bad way, but it just, oh, it's overwhelming and sometimes it makes you stop. Um, and I am going to lean into that. I'm not going to shy away from it. Uh, you know, maybe I look silly. Maybe, uh, you know, it's not about my dignity. It's about the spirit, right? And it's about honoring the spirit. So, Something about reading about the pearl gates and the 12 pearls caused that just now. So anyways, not to overly delve into that. But anyway, if you know, you know. And if you don't, it's okay. You can make fun of me, whatever. I'm not worried about it. Um, so 12 gates, 12 pearls. Wow, it's back. That's really intense. Each individual, yeah, each individual gate was of one pearl. So 
the reason I was looking this up is because I was trying to see all I remember is Pearly Gates, right? You Google it and you see Pearly, it looks like stones, like marble, like it's like not realistic. Pearls come from little clams, right? So maybe I'm totally wrong, but I thought they were balls, like a sphere. I thought pearls were just spherical. And so 12 gates of 12 pearls, each individual gate was of one pearl. So in my mind, when I was reading this, I thought, wow, how crazy would it be if they were giant pearls, balls, you know, of pure, perfect, polished pearl, but the gates. So, wow. If you go far enough down this road of weirdness, you find some stuff about living stones and you... um Wow, I'm sorry guys, I gotta take a second. Wow. Whew. I'm getting stuck on the pearls. Wow. Uh, the living stones and you... Okay, I'm just gonna say it how I... I think it would be awesome if the 12 pearls, each gate, uh, we phase through them. Now, this is really out there, and I don't care. I'm out there, I guess, at this point. I think we could face through them and go in and out. And I think the angels that are there are like gatekeepers. And so we phase in and out. We give them a high five. Hey, man, what's going on? Just here to do this, this, and this, uh, and grab some whatever. Grab some mana on my way out. Michael, what's up, man? killed any devils lately so i think it's going to be super fun guys i think heaven is amazing i think it's not out of the realm of possibility to even say what i just said to speculate because it is redundant here it does say 12 gates were 12 pearls it does say each individual gate was of one pearl it's just what it says and so my brain goes okay Pearls are gates, living stones. We can phase through because we phase dimensions because Jesus phased through walls. He phased dimensions. He shifted. He just appeared. He disappeared. He reappeared. He hid from a crowd. He hid himself from a crowd. To They wanted to kill him. It wasn't his time. So he disappeared. So, and Jesus said, greater works will you do, the same works you'll do in greater. So, that's the only reason I can even say that. It's because Jesus. So let's be clear. Okay, we're past the pearly gates. We did it. It was really intense. And the street of the city was pure gold. Like transparent glass. Okay, never mind. I'm back to transparent gold. I want to see this. Okay, transparent gold. I am down for that. That sounds amazing. So the, the street was pure gold like transparent glass, but I saw no temple in it. Oh, whoo! For the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. Wow. And where are they? 
Where off? Whoo! So here's the deal, guys. Not getting into eschatology, but there are men on this world, on this earth, that want to bring forth the rapture. They actually want to accelerate it. Uh, evil men and good men that don't know what they're doing. They want to accelerate it, so they want to physically build the third temple. My problem is, Scripture says we're the temple. Right? The kingdom is within. And now in Revelation it says, I saw no temple in it, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. And where do they live? Inside of you and me. The I'm going to say the third temple, that we're the third temple. So when we are glorified and we are raised up and we come alive and we bring heaven on earth, then he can come. Because that means we're the bride wearing our white robes. Because right now there ain't no bride. I ain't seen much for, you know, the church as a whole doesn't really look very bridely right now. Uh, anyways, I, li- I guess I lied about eschatology. Sorry, guys. The city had no need of the sun or of the moon to shine in it. Okay. Yeah, I'm already out there. I think the moon is a luminary. Let's move on. For the glory of God illuminated it. So they didn't need the sun or the moon. The lamb is its light. Wow. And the nations of those who are saved shall walk in its light. Woo! And the kings of the earth ship. Uh, woo! Wow. Okay, let's try again. And the nations of those who are saved shall walk in its light, and the kings of the earth shall bring their glory and honor into it. Its gates shall not be shut at all by day. There shall be no night there. And they shall bring the glory and the honor of the nations to it. So, that's uh, pretty cool because nations are here on earth. And he showed, this is more revelation, and he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, seven, proceeding from the throne of God and the Lamb. In the middle of its street, And on either side of the river was the tree of life, which bore 12 fruits, each tree yielding its fruit every month. The leaves, this is key for me. If you want to, okay, yeah, we're blowing it. Eschatology. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. That's big for me, guys. And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. They shall see his face and live to tell the tale. They shall see his face and his name shall be on their foreheads. I've had that happen before. Uh, a few weeks ago, actually, I was sitting by the uh, by the fire and I, some stuff was happening and yod hey vav came on my forehead in fire letters. Um, 
and I knew he was with me. There shall be no night there. They need no lamp nor light of the sun. For the Lord God gives them light. They shall reign forever and ever. Man, that sounds like chapter two, if you want to be honest. That sounds amazing. Like, woo, phase two. Okay, blessed are those who, this is, I'm just going to read. Blessed are those who do his commandments that they may have the right to the tree of life. Wow. Man, the tree of life is amazing. I love, oh, it just, wow. I just imagine a tree the size of a city. I really do. (sighs) It's just, I love it. So, Either side of the river was a tree of life. It kind of confused me for a second, like how is the tree split? But I I think I kind of mentally figured it out. I think the tree is, I think the river splits around the tree and keeps flowing. Anyways, blessed are those who do his commandments that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter through the gates into the city. Wow. Woo! But outside are dogs and sorcerers and sexually immoral and murderers and idolaters and whoever loves and practices a lie. I, Jesus, have sent my angel. Hold up. That's awesome. He's got an angel to testify to you that these things are in the churches. Angel is messenger, by the way, so I guess it's ambiguous. Okay, okay. I am the root and the offspring of David, the bright and morning star. Wow. And the spirit and the bride say, come. And let him who hears say, come. And let him who thirsts come. Whoever desires, let him take the water of life freely. Whatever you honor, whatever you desire, whoever desires, let him take the water of life freely. That's beautiful, man. Wow. Tell me, you who desire to be under the law, do you not hear the law? For it is written that Abraham had two sons, the one by a bondwoman, the other by a free woman. But he who has... He who was of the bondwoman was born according to the flesh, and he of the free woman through promise, which things are symbolic. For these are the two covenants, the one from Mount Sinai, which gave birth to bondage, which is Hagar. For this Hagar is Mount Sinai in Arabia, and corresponds to Jerusalem, which now is, come on, and is in bondage with her children, but the Jerusalem above, the one they're talking about in Revelation. How did Paul see this before John? Let's talk about that. Paul saw this before John. But the Jerusalem above is free, which is the mother of us all. That's why it says her earlier. So Mama J, MJ, Mother Jerusalem. Wow. She's free. 
mother to us all. Do with that what you will, but I think that's exciting. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions, are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you now, and where I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going, and how can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father, and the whatever you ask in my name, that I will do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, Holy Ghost, that he may abide with you forever, the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans, I will come to you. But a little while longer, and the world will see me no more. But you will see me, because I live. You will live also. At that day you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, Shemayim, cosmic realms, where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal for where your treasure is there your heart will be also put your heart in heavenly places set your mind on things above jesus called salvation earthly by the way to nicodemus blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake for theirs is the kingdom of heaven why would you be persecuted for righteousness' sake? Because to religion, it's heresy. Righteousness is heresy for the religious spirit. For the Pharisee, for the Sadducee, and as my great pastor Mark would say, for the wooden seas and the couldn't seas. Blessed are those who are persecuted for being sons. Because it's heretical to religion when you act like a son for righteousness sake. Then one of the criminals who were hanged blasphemed him, saying, If you are the Christ, save yourself and us. But the other answering rebuked him, saying, Do you not even fear God, seeing you are under the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds, but this man has done nothing wrong. 
Then he said to Jesus, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Remember, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said to him, Assuredly, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. That right there blows up religion. Right there, the thief on the cross blows it up. There's nothing you can do to earn it. You just believe. Your belief activates your voucher, right? He paid for the world. You have a little voucher that everybody doesn't get to activate, but we're trying to convince people to. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, were assured of them, embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For those who say such things declare plainly that they seek a homeland. And truly, if they had called to mind that country from which they had came out, they would have had an opportunity to return. But now they desire a better, that is, a heavenly country. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them called New Jerusalem. Not the state. Never mind. But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven, Shemayim, cosmic, to God the judge of all, to the spirits of just men made perfect. Uh-oh. Just men made perfect through Jesus. To Jesus the mediator of the new covenant. And to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than that of Abel. There are also celestial bodies and terrestrial bodies. So we have a heavenly form and an earthly form. But the glory of the celestial is one. Whoo! And the glory of the terrestrial is another. So separate. There is one glory of the sun, another glory of the moon, and another glory of the stars. For one star differs from another star in glory, so also is the resurrection of the dead. The body is sown into corruption, it is raised in incorruption, it is sown in dishonor, it is raised in glory, it is sown in weakness, it is raised in power. For we know that if our earthly house, this tent, is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. I need a cough button. Eternal in the heavens, for in this we groan, earnestly desiring to be clothed with our habitation, which is from heaven. If indeed having been clothed, we shall not be found naked. For we who are in this tent groan, being burdened, not because we want to be unclothed, but further clothed. That more, oh wow, covering, that mortality may be swallowed up by life. Wow. Swallowed up by life. Now he who has prepared us for this very thing is God, He who also has given us the Spirit as a guarantee. So we are always confident knowing that while we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. Uh, physically, I guess, spiritually not. For behold, I create new heavens and a new earth. 
and the former shall not be remembered or come to mind. But be glad and rejoice forever in what I create. For behold, I create Jerusalem as a rejoicing. Whew! In her people, a joy. I will rejoin, rejoice in Jerusalem and my joy in my people. The voice of weeping shall no longer be heard in her, nor the voice of crying, nor no more shall an infant from there live but a few days, nor an old man who has not fulfilled his days. For the child shall die one hundred years old, but the sinner being one hundred years old shall be accursed. They shall build houses and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and eat their fruit. They shall not build an, another inhabit. They shall not plant and another eat. For as the days of a tree, righteous oaks, so shall it be the days of my people. And my elect shall long enjoy the work of their hands. They shall not labor in vain, nor bring forth children for trouble. For they shall, for they shall be the descendants of the blessed of the Lord and their offspring with them. It shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. That's awesome. And while they are still speaking, I will hear. Come on. The wolf and the lamb shall feed together. What? That doesn't make sense. Carnally, but spiritually it does. The lions shall eat straw like the ox, vegan lions, uh, wokester, hipster lions, and dust shall be the serpent's food. Wow, that's weird. Remember dust from the last episode? Okay, okay, okay. The, they shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain, says the Lord. But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness towards us in Jesus Christ. So that's pretty much it, guys. I guess the last thing I would add is pearly gates. Why would your new Jerusalem have gates? Well, if heavens is all celestial, cosmic stars, infinite galaxies, uh, unfathomable depths and realms, the new city that's mobile, by the way, because it says it just comes on in from heaven, from God. Uh, so it's a mobile city. So why would it have 12 gates with 12 angels on standby? Uh, because we're going to be going in and out, finding pasture. Jesus said, I'm the door. You enter by me, you go in and out and find pasture. I think people have already been there. I think it's already created. I think it's mobile. I don't know what galaxy it's in right now. But I think people by the Spirit have already gone in and gone out. I think people by the Spirit... Uh, are going to go grab the leaves that are for the healing of the nations, and I believe they're going to bring them back to the physical world and heal the nations. I just believe it. Call me crazy. I don't care. I believe 
It's going to be really fun. I believe it can be fun now because I believe the kingdom of God is within you. I believe the kingdom of God dwells inside of you. I believe the Father, the Son, and the Spirit live inside of you. I believe the gate to heaven is inside of you right now, all the time. I believe the more we turn into that reality, like we did in the beginning of this, the more we live there the more we actually see tangible proof in the physical world that it's real. I I believe this because I've seen it. I've seen too much. You can't convince me otherwise. Uh, I'm just this guy now. So call me crazy. I don't care. Uh, You know, I, I love Jesus. I love what he paid for. I love what he did. I love what he shows me. No man can take me that. And... In the last days, the Spirit will be your teacher. You'll need no man teach you. Uh, you know. So, yeah. So, that's it. We're going to wrap it up. Episode 2, out the door, longer. We're in an hour and one minute and 59 seconds. Uh, we're, we're past last time. That's not my goal. I'm just kind of one take in this. Uh last episode i think i did five separate takes and if you remember last episode was about an hour so i you know i was like you know i can't i can only get it so good uh as i keep podcasting i'm gonna get better and be better at editing i'm gonna get a cough button to preserve your ears so we're working on it we're advancing but anyway thanks for sticking around episode two heaven's gonna be awesome crystals phasing through living stones dimensions cosmic stars uh the sun and the moon can take a break because the new jerusalem has plenty of light uh some of that's satire some of that's me being serious i'll let you decide uh love you thank you goodbye